So today we are talking about the number one way God talks yeah. to you. If you were here yesterday, you know that we have started talking about how to be led by the Spirit of God. Mm -hmm. And one of the things, <laughs> Rachel just said, I haven't straight up said it. I've just hinted toward it. That's funny. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. um, you know, one of the things actually this morning as I was getting ready and praying over the word praying over the broadcast that I believe the, um, the Holy Spirit was talking to me about is the importance of fundamentals. And I think so often what can happen, you know, especially with people who understand a thing or two about the ways of God, we can be so desirous for the deeper word or the deeper revelation that we can forget some of the fun, the foundational fundamental aspects of our yeah. walk with the Lord. Yeah. But Jeremy Pearson's uh, brother Copeland, brother Kenneth Copeland's grandson, actually a few years ago was talking to brother Copeland and was talking to him about how important it is to return to the fundamentals, to yeah. review them, to get them inside of us. And I, I just have so much excitement over the word this week because these foundational elements, you know, what we meditate on, what we're focusing on, we're going to start to see them in our lives. Yeah. So the things that we're talking about this week, how to be led, how to hear from God, what he sounds like, how he talks, you know, these are things that will literally shift how we walk yeah. with him because we're not going to be wondering, is it you? Is it me? Is yeah. it, you know? Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. And so, you know, it's important for us, you know, as we're talking about how to be led by God, you know, this, this is a fundamental thing. Yeah. This is a fundamental thing. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8, it says, those who are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Mm -hmm. So the ones who hear God's voice and, and applies it, yeah. those are the ones who have the right to, to claim the identity as children of God. Yeah. So this isn't something that, that you know, we just say because it's good. You know, it, this, these are things we need to say because we're children of God. Yeah. It's important as children, like Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. Yeah. A stranger's they don't hear. So like so as we're talking about how do we hear the voice of God and uh, and especially what we're talking about today. These are fundamental things because you can't necessarily have Christianity without yeah. this. You know, you can't you can't you can't have Christianity without it. You know, uh, again, those who are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Yeah. And he said and and honestly he said he says uh, a couple of verses later he says this and then the well, actually, I don't want to get into that yet, but but this is a fundamental thing. Yeah. You know, G what did Jesus say? Jesus Jesus said, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will inherit the kingdom of God, but those who do the will of the Father. Yeah. How do we know what the will of the Father is if we can't hear his voice? Yeah. I mean, obviously, we have his word, but his word talks about being led by the Spirit, yeah. and, and, and it's an important thing for us to understand. And one of the things yesterday, uh, when Abby and I were on, we were just basically laying a foundation, encouraging you to realize that you can hear from God. Like, that's how God wants yeah. to lead us is by his spirit. You mm -hmm. can do that. But one of the aspects that we talked about, and it's it's foundational to each and every single broadcast video that we're going to do on how to be led by the spirit of God, is to recognize that we are a three-part being. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Brother Hagen used to say, like I, I wrote it down just so that way I would have it verbatim. He would say, I am a spirit, I have a soul, and I live in a body. Mm -hmm. You know, I am a spirit, I have a soul, and your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions, mm -hmm. and I live in a body. So 
the part of you that you are is your spirit man, not the flesh, not what we can see, not our minds, not our wills, not our emotions. You have those, but the real you is the spirit man. When you are a born again believer, when you have declared that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, that you believe that he lived for you, died for you, took your sins on the cross, your spirit man is made brand new, not going to be new. Your spirit man is brand new right then and there. Your soul is is something that you, we have to renew each and every single day. It's our job to renew it, to restore it. And the flesh is always leading us toward corruption. But the part of us that's real is our spirit man. Mm -hmm. And the reason this is so important is because when the number one way that God talks to you is through the inward witness with your spirit man. So if we don't understand that we have three different parts to us and that each of them has its own voice and that each of it has its own motivators, Mm -hmm. then what can happen is we can get so confused in our minds and it's like, well, I don't know if this thought is my thought. Well, which, which my is talking, Yeah. you know, that's a huge thing. Put this in the comments, which me is talking. Is it my flesh? Is it my soul or is it my spirit man? And learning to understand the different voices is key because you're not your flesh. You're not even your soul. You're your spirit man. If you're born again. Yeah. And and you and like, I would encourage you to read through Romans eight because Romans eight really unpacks a lot of this, you know, uh, and, you know, in Romans chapter 7, Paul actually talks about that battle between the, the flesh and the spirit. And yep. he talks about how there's this war going on in his members. He's talking about there's these different parts in me. Yeah. Um, but then he goes on. There's no condemnation in Christ in Romans 8. He talks about that uh, the spirit has set him free from the law of sin and death, which came through the flesh. He talks about, um, but then he goes on to say that those who live according to their flesh set their flesh set their soul on the flesh. Yeah. But those who live by the spirit set their soul on the spirit. Yeah. So like he, literally he's unpacking and showing these three different parts that the spirit sets their mind on the things of the spirit. The, the people who are fleshly set their mind on their, their flesh. Yeah. Then he goes on to say that the mindset on the flesh is death, but the mindset on the spirit is life and peace. Yeah. And that's when he begins to just really un- unpack this talking about putting to death the deeds of the flesh, you know, putting that to death. Uh, but then he goes on to say, and this is what you were talking about. Now that we're in Christ, we're not people who are led by the flesh anymore. Yeah. You know, we have to put that down. We're people who live by the spirit. And this is what it says in Romans 8, 9. However, you are not in the flesh, right. but you are in the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. But if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him. But if Christ dwells in you, though the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is alive because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus Christ from the dead dwells in you, uh, he who raised Jesus Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through yeah. his spirit who dwells in you. Then he says, we're under obligation not to the flesh. And then, he, and then in verse 13, he says, but if you're living by the spirit, you are putting to death. The, the deeds of the flesh. Yeah. And that's when he goes into, for all who are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. So we're led not by our flesh. We're not led by our mind, our will, our emotions. Right. We're led by the Spirit of God. And that's where, that's where uh, it leads into what we're talking about today, the number yeah. one um, 
the number one way God leads us and yeah. speaks to us. Well, something that really stood out to me this morning, I, I have notes today because this is, look, Buddy and I could get up here and we could tell you this is how the Lord talks to you, but it's key with foundational, th with anything, we want to have the word on it, but it's key with foundational elements that you know where in the word it's coming from. Yeah. And something that has really stood out to me, it came up to me a few weeks ago, and I think it was Brother Tracy that was talking. I'm not 100% sure. It, it'll come back to me, I know. But I feel like so many people are so nervous to be led by the Spirit of God out of a fear that they're going to miss it. Yeah. And here's the thing. If you're born again, your spirit man truly is made new. Like your spirit man is new. Yeah. You do not have to be led by your flesh. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be led by it at all. And, you know, in, in second Corinthians five seventeen, Paul is writing and he's like, you know, old things are passed away. Behold, new things have come. You're a new creation. You've been made new. Well, what does that look like? The first thing that happens is when you're born again, you become a new creature. You're a brand new man in yeah. Christ. You're a brand new spirit in Christ. That's the part of you that is alive with Christ. So your spirit yeah. is made brand new. The second thing that happens yeah. is old things pass away. So that nature of your spirit that was once tied up with the things of the devil, with the things of the curse, it's done in your spirit that's dead and it's gone. So the old who you used to be in the spirit, it's it's cut off from the things of the curse. It's a done deal. It's no longer who you are. You're made brand new. And that, like, when we get a revelation of I'm made new, like, it's not just Jesus tapped me and it's like, you are forgiven. No, it's he completely transformed your spirit from the inside out and the old things that once tied it are yeah. dead and gone and you're new, it just, it's going to shift everything. But then the third things, the third thing is all things have become new. So where does it become new? You know, it's not when we get born again, our flesh is made brand new, or even our mind is brand new. Our spirit is brand new. Yeah. Our spirit is made new mm -hmm. with Christ. Mm -hmm. And why is that important? Because when we realize that our spirit man is new, then it gives us the faith to start listening to it. But we've got to learn the different voices of each. The end. The end. The end. I mean, I had yeah. more, but I've talked. So. Yeah. No, like it's important for us to be able to distinguish the difference between the body, the soul, or the flesh, the soul, and the spirit. Yeah. Because, um, you know, when we're saved, you know, our whole life we've, you know, we have the three parts of man that we've been talking about. Our whole life, this, let's say this is the flesh, this is the spirit, yeah. this is the soul. This is the, where we think. Yeah. Our whole life, our flesh has been feeding our, our soul. Our flesh has been feed, feeding our thinking. And that's where when, you're in, when we're saved, our spirit man becomes new. Yeah. Our, but our mind and our thinking, the Bible says in Romans 12 too, uh, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Mm -hmm. So the mind still needs to be renewed because the flesh has been feeding it lies and junk and right. worldliness its whole life. And so now what we need to do is we need to learn, you know, through the word of God, through seeking the Lord and through prayer, 
uh, we need to learn how to hear this yeah. voice and how to stop hearing this voice. Yeah. And, and as we do that, this voice will get quieter and quieter and quieter, and the, the Spirit of God will get louder and louder. But it, it takes a renewing of our yeah. minds. It has to take a decision of, I'm going to... I know I've always thought this way, but now I need to think a new way. That's yeah. literally what repentance is. Is I'm not thinking the way I used to think. I'm thinking a new way. Yeah. And uh, put that in the comments. I'm thinking a new way. Mm -hmm. Like I'm like my mind is not no longer set on the flesh, which leads to death. My mind is now going to be set on the spirit, yeah. which leads to life and peace. Yeah. Well, and the thing, something that stuck out to me, and the Lord just brought it back up, is what have we been made new to? Like a lot of times we think okay, it's brand new, fresh slate, like clean slate. It's, I've got to figure everything out again. No, when you're made new, you are, your spirit has God's very nature in it. Yeah. So it's not like your spirit is having to relearn how to walk. No, when you were made new, God leveled you up in your spirit to Jesus. Yeah. Like in your spirit, you're on the same level as the spirit of God because yeah. he dwells on the inside of you. Mm -hmm. Where once the spirit of God resided in the Holy of Holies in the temple, when you were made born again, what Jesus did on the cross when the veil was rent in two is God moved out of that temple and he moved into you. Yeah. So the spirit of the living God yeah. is inside of you yeah. and your spirit is on the same level as the spirit of God himself. Mm -hmm. So when your spirit talks, if you're born again, you don't have to worry, is my spirit corrupted right now? No, your spirit has influence from the Holy Spirit because they're yeah. cut from the same cloth. Yeah. It's the same spirit. Yeah. He is in you. He's being your spirit is being influenced yeah. by him. He resides in you. Yeah. And what did Jesus say? Jesus said, it's actually beneficial for me to leave you. Like yeah. a lot of times we think, no, it'd be better for Jesus to say, but he says, no, it's beneficial for me to leave you so that my spirit can be in you. Yeah. You know, and then once his spirit is in, in us, what Jesus said is, is I'm going to give you a helper. I'm going to yeah. give you the Holy Spirit. And he and what the Holy Spirit will do, the spirit of truth, this is what Jesus said, the spirit of truth will lead you yeah. in truth. The spirit of truth will lead you and guide you in all truth. What's he saying? He's saying, I'm going to put my spirit inside of you, and that spirit inside of you will begin to lead you yeah. into truth. It'll begin to show you. As you're reading the word, you'll actually be able to read it in a different way than you ever yeah. have before because now there's something alive inside of you. I have that spirit of God inside of me, and he's leading me in truth. Yeah. That, that's why Jesus had to leave, was so that we can have his spirit residing yeah. in all of us. You know, like Paul said, you're, don't you know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit? The, the Holy Spirit is in us. And the thing is, how does that Holy Spirit communicate with us? Yeah. That's an important thing for us to talk about. Yeah. And the number one way, like not to prolong it, we don't want you to go the whole hour and be like, well, that's great, guys. What's... The number one way he talks to you is through the inward witness, yeah. through your spirit. Yeah. And Here's why that's important is because so many people are so desperate to hear God's audible voice or have like a spectacular sign yeah. that when he talks through the inward witness, we miss it and we just assume it's us. Yeah. And it's not just us. Mm -hmm. You know, it, the inward witness and the inward voice, they go hand in hand. They're different. But the inward witness is when the Holy Spirit bears witness with your spirit, like let me ask you a question. Those of you who are watching, how do you know you're born again? 
Like, and this is the question that Brother Hagen asked in his book, the one that we talked about yesterday, how to be led by the Spirit of God. How do you know that you're born again? Well, I mean, you could read it in the Word, sure, maybe. Like, so I could tell Buddy, you're born again. You're born again. Somebody could prophesy it to Buddy, you're born again. But the way that he knows that he's born again is because his spirit bears witness. That's the verse that Buddy was going to reference earlier, Romans 8, 16. Yep. If you want to, I think you have it. Yep. For the spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. Yeah. And that's how we know that we're born again is because yeah. the Holy Spirit residing in us bears witness with our spirit yeah. that we're born again. Mm -hmm. So we know that we know that we know yeah. that we're saved. It's mm -hmm. not that God gave us an audible voice the moment that we prayed the Romans road prayer or the moment that we turned to him and confessed our sins it's terrific that like when Jesus got baptized, God rolled the heavens back and the Holy Spirit descended upon him and there was a great big spectacular sign. But that's not what the majority of us had happen when we were born again. Yeah. We knew that it worked. We knew that we are born again because our spirit had that confirmation because the Holy Spirit bore witness to us. That is an example in the word of the inward witness leading us. We know that we're born again because the Spirit has said so. Yeah, yeah, and you know, so that's, that's, that internal knowing is, you know, what, what Jesus was talking about. Yeah. Like the Spirit of truth, He'll lead you in truth. You'll know what's right. Yeah. You know, Jesus talked about it in John. You know, if you will to do His will, you will know. You know, you have that in your spirit where you just know that this is the right thing to do. Yeah. That, that, that I just know in my spirit that I'm saved. You know, I just know, in my, not just in a, well, based on what I, what I know. No, it's not mm -hmm. a logical thing. No. It's not a brain knowing. That's where, like, some people can think they're saved. That's why Jesus said, you know, there's going to be a lot of people who say to me, Lord, Lord, have I not done these? They, yeah. In their head, they thought they were saved. But it, they, there was no witness in yeah. their spirit. And that's where, you know, it's important for us to begin to distinguish the two is in my spirit, man, I just know. I know God's doing something. Yeah. I know God's working it out. I know God's leading me to do something. Like, have, have you ever been like, uh, like, for, for example, like the other day, um, I was going to pick up lunch for, this was like a couple months ago. I was going to pick up uh, Chick-fil-A for Serena and I. I already placed my order and I was on my way there. As I'm driving down the road, all of a sudden in my, like inside me, I just knew I'm not supposed to go to Chick-fil-A. I'm yeah. like, this makes no sense, God. But I knew yeah. I wasn't supposed to go to Chick-fil-A. And so I pulled over and I'm like, okay, God, what do you want me to do? Yeah. And, and I just texted Serena. I'm like, hey, I'm not supposed to go to Chick-fil-A. Um, where do you want me to go? Um, and, and I gave her some other options. She said Zaxby's. I was like, okay, cool. Like, and I started driving there and I had a piece on that. Yeah. Like I didn't have a piece on going to Chick-fil-A. Go to Zaxby's. And I, I'm going through the line and all of a sudden I have that same thing. And uh, it was telling me that I needed to pay for the guy behind me. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, okay, I wouldn't have paid for this guy if I went to Chick-fil-A. So, stuff like that. Like, I don't know exactly why the Lord wanted me to yeah. do that. But he specifically said, don't go to Chick-fil-A, go here. Yeah. Uh, and, and I didn't hear a voice booming in my car. Don't go to Chick-fil-A. Right. Even though it's God's chicken, you know, like, you don't agree mm -hmm. with that. Whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't hear a booming <laughs> voice, but it's just in my spirit. I, I just knew, like, I'm not supposed to go there. Yeah. And, but that's one of those things that it takes a renewing of the mind to be able to, to be able to distinguish. It takes time to be able to get to that place yeah. where you're that sensitive. But 
honestly, if you're born again, you can do it now. Yeah. You know, the Lord, will, the Lord will give you grace and he'll speak to you now. He'll lead you now because he wants you to be blessed. Yeah. Well, and th all of this you is developing. You mm -hmm. know, it's developing yeah. your spirit in yeah. that way. Mm -hmm. Your spirit is linked up with the Lord. Yeah. However, it's a brand new way of living. Before before we were born again, we were living for ourselves. We were living yeah. for the corruption of the world. Yeah. So when we're born again, it's a whole, we've been literally translated into the kingdom of light. Mm -hmm. We're no longer, it. like I've heard Brother Tracy say this, that the greatest miracle that will ever take place took like that you'll ever witness take place is when you get back born again because you're translated yeah. from the kingdom of death and darkness and into the Lord's kingdom. Mm -hmm. So learning how to live by the spirit, it is very different than living for the world. Mm -hmm. However, as you develop it, it becomes easier and easier and easier to identify yeah. which voice is talking. Mm -hmm. And you know, Marky put this in the comments earlier in, in that book that we were talking about, how to be led by the spirit of God, brother Hagen, um, he brings up the verse where it talks about how we are spirit, soul, and body, how most people, when they like quote that, like soul, body, mind, or body, soul, spirit, or, you know, they normally put something else first before the spirit because we're so mental conscience. Like they'll often say soul, spirit, body, or whatever, because we're so mentally focused that we haven't been spirit focused, mm -hmm. but being led by the spirit of God, it doesn't come out of our mind. Yeah. Like you can't reason out the Lord. It, the Lord leading may also make sense logically. Yeah. Like it may, like there's something I was talking to George about before I came into the broadcast today. And I was like, I think I have leading on this. I wasn't thinking about it doesn't even like, it's not necessarily what I want to do myself. However, I have an excitement on it. Yeah. And then the more I thought on it, I started to also see logical reasons why it would work if we were to do this thing. And I'd go back and, be, and I'd tell him, here's another reason why, like I wasn't even thinking about this. So the Lord leading may make sense. It may not like going through Zaxby's why other than Barrett thinks it's better. I don't know, but the Lord had reasoning for it. But if we try to sit there and make his leading match up in our brain, it's, it's not going to work. Like we won't be led at best. We'll just waste time. Like at best at the worst, then we're just going to miss him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we don't want to do that. We don't want to, yeah. you know, like I remember I was talking to someone and they were saying, you know, I, I think the Lord wants me to do, do a B, you know, or whatever. And, um, and I was telling them, you know what the best thing or the worst thing you could do in life is not that. And like, that was like so profound to them, you know, like, like people don't usually think that way. They, they think they have to logic it out. Like, obviously that's, that's very simple is, when God tells you to do something, the worst thing you can do is not do what, yeah. what God told you to do. Uh, the best thing you can do is what God told you to do. Yeah. But a lot of people, they want to wait till they can understand it and logic it out before they obey. Right. When God's not telling us, the Bible doesn't command us to understand. Yeah. The Bible says, 
in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 to lean not on your understanding, yeah. but in all your ways acknowledge him. So, so that obviously has to bring a distinction between, between my thinking and, and my spirit, man. Yeah. You know, like, like there have been times when, when everything about this situation looks good and seems right. But in my spirit, man, I, I just know that there's something not right here. Right. I mean, one of the best examples is pastor's uh, pastor regarding the chairs, you know, mm -hmm. like, hey, someone's offering to pay for chairs. That's awesome. But he had a check on it uh, in his spirit. He didn't feel like he was supposed to do it. Uh, so he didn't do it. Then another opportunity arose. Still couldn't do it. Still, still had the check. Still had the check. All these yeah. different opportunities arose. And then another opportunity arose where, where it was offered him great chairs, all free. No one had to pay for it. And I should probably mute my phone. And um, it came with all these, uh, all these desks and yeah. appointments and stuff like that. So, again, the, the worst thing you can do is not follow that spirit. Yeah. The best thing you can do is follow that little inward witness. That might not be the loudest voice, but you just have that peace. Yeah. You know, the Bible says in, in Isaiah, uh, what is it? Isaiah, stop it. Isaiah 55, uh, 12. Put that in the comments, Isaiah 55, 12. It tells us, you will go out in joy and be led forth in peace. Mm -hmm. you'll, be, you'll go out in joy and you'll be led in peace. So we're talking about being yeah. led by the Spirit of God. We're talking about hearing the voice of God. How do you know that this is the voice of God? I have a peace inside mm -hmm. me. I have a peace. Not up here. Not, oh, well, it makes sense logically. No. I have a peace in my inner man. Yeah. And in that peace, I know that I can go forth. Yeah. You know, you'll go forth and you'll be led by that peace, which is the inward witness. Yeah. That inward witness is bearing witness with my spirit that this is right. Yeah. Well, and Mark, you just put up, I loved your point on knowing your spirit isn't corrupted if you're born again and knowing we're three parts. I used to always focus on my flesh as me so I couldn't trust my inward witness. Mm -hmm. I used to really get thrown off by the leading of having a peace because I'd confuse a fleshly peace with peace in my spirit. Understanding the inward witness has helped me with that. And that, that is huge. I actually, this morning, praying over the broadcast, I had leading that that specific point would minister to Marky. Like, as I was praying over it, I was like, that's going to be important for her. Not because the Lord boomed it in me. Not because I was even thinking, oh, what will Marky get out of today's broadcast? But just as I was, as I was praying on it, yeah. I believed he brought it up to me. Yeah. Not to, like, highlight, oh, Barry, you're so... But, like, that, the Lord will lead you in yeah. those ways. Yeah. And here's why it's important. Important. Like what she just said, I used to get really thrown off by the leading of having a peace because I'd confuse fleshly peace with peace in my spirit. That goes back to, and you'll hear me say this all, so often, what's the root? Like for me, this was one of the biggest keys for me learning how to be led by the Lord is tracing back the origin of where something comes from. What's the root of this peace? So for example, there, I think, uh, mm, Buddy and Serena are going to Carowinds here next week. And we were talking about that the other day at, at lunch. Well, the last time I went to Carowinds, I went with the youth. My flesh has not liked roller coasters. They're not fun for me. I have not enjoyed them. And so I took the kids. I even told them ahead of time, I'm probably not going to go on with you. And yet we got in there that day and it was almost over. I, I was with like a, a child that had gotten sick or something like that. And I wasn't going to go. And as soon as I saw everybody get in line, 
I had a peace in my spirit and the inward witness told me, or the, the, in, yeah, the inward witness told me you need to, the inner voice really, you need to be in that line. And the inward witness, I knew I needed to be there. Yeah. And I was, but that was not fleshly peace. <laughs> my flesh did not have peace on this decision. <laughs> my spirit did. And so in that moment, because I was feeling a whole bunch of stuff, I took the, I took time and I'm like, where is this coming from? I have peace and I'm also terrified. So which one's which? Well, fear is never of God. So uneasiness never comes from God. That means my flesh is uneasy. So if my flesh is uneasy, gonna do the other thing. And the peace was my spirit. So I went in that line and I did not have a great time. Like, it's not like in my flesh. I'm like, that was the best ever. Like I had to put my flesh down, but it did something for those kids at that point, seeing their leader step out of something that they knew made me uncomfortable mm -hmm. and facing something like it did something for them. The Lord led me that way. Mm -hmm. But if I had just gone by, what am I comfortable with? That's really what it boils down to. Peace is in your spirit. Mm -hmm. Your flesh wants you to be comfortable. Yeah. So that's really the difference. Is it your flesh wanting you to be comfortable and stay in this comfortable zone where you're not going to grow? Or is your spirit truly abiding in a peace yeah. that's going to lead you into victory? Mm -hmm. Whatever the spirit says, that's yeah. going to lead you to life and life in abundance. Yeah. Your flesh is never going to let you grow. Yeah. Uh, the Bible says he keeps those in perfect peace yeah. whose hearts are pure towards him, yeah. right? That's, yep. I think that's right. Yeah. He keeps them in perfect peace whose hearts are pure towards him. So if my heart is towards him, if, if, if my, my thinking is towards him, if my spirit man, my inner man yeah. is towards him, then, then he will keep me in peace. He yeah. will lead me in peace. And that peace uh, that's, you know, uh, you read in Philippians 4, that peace that surpasses all understanding. Hey, this situation seems terrifying. Yeah. I don't know why I'm doing this. I don't know why I'm in this situation. But for some reason, I have peace in this. Yeah. Then, then I can walk it out. You read that in Psalm, Psalm 23. You know, uh, the Lord is yeah. my shepherd. What does that mean? He's the one leading me. Yep. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. It makes me lie down, you know, talking about peace. But even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I don't have fear. What is he saying? I have peace. Why? Because yeah. he is with me. My eyes are towards him. I'm focusing on him. I'm looking towards him. Yeah. And as I'm doing that, because he's my shepherd, as I'm looking towards my shepherd and following my shepherd, I have no fear. Why? Because he's with me. His rod, his staff, they comfort me. He yeah. prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemy. My cup runs over. He anoints my head with oil. Uh, yeah. Surely goodness and mercy follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. All these things are benefits that fall under Lord's my shepherd, which yeah. means I'm listening to his voice because yeah. my sheep know my voice. I'm listening to his voice, and as I listen to his voice, I'll be blessed. Yeah. Well, and with, you know, talking about Psalm 23, there's a key verse in Psalm 23. It says in verse 3, he restores my soul. Mm -hmm. You know, your spirit man yeah. Your spirit man is born again. Like your spirit man is brand new. Your flesh is never gonna be. Never, ever, ever. You have the decision of whether or not you're going to allow the Lord to completely restore your soul. He will. It says he restores my soul. He is the ultimate restorer, the ultimate redeemer. <coughs> However, it's up to us to submit our minds to the washing of the word. Yeah. 
It's our job to do that. If we're waiting for God to make our minds brand new, it's never, ever, ever going to happen unless we submit it to him. We've got to be the ones to do that. God is never going to override our will. Never. He's never, ever going to force us to do something. It's our decision of if we're going to allow him to lead us into peace. You know, so many Christians will allow our lives to be like tumultuous and just all over the place and unstable. Why? Because God is trying to talk to us. He's trying to talk to us in our spirit, man, and lead us by the inward witness. But we get all in our head of trying to figure stuff out. And, oh, I've got to know it. I've got to understand it. It's got to make sense to me. I need to hear it this way. And God the whole time is like, like he, he's gentle. Yeah. He's a gentle God. You know, just this morning, I, there's something for months that I have been praying about months and months. Um, like I'm trying to think of how to, how to phrase it. Thank you, Lord, for helping. So oftentimes it, it in the word, like miracles are people are for people who are not believers. Like it, I know this seems like I'm taking a segue, but bear with me just a minute. You know, it shows us that signs and wonders are for the non-believers to bring them in. A lot of times what will happen, like when people are first encountering Holy Spirit, is there will be like something massive that happens. A lot of times, not every time, but a lot. Like for me in my life, the first time I ever encountered and realized it was Holy Spirit was in um, Evangelist Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. meeting where I'm sitting in the back. I don't know him. And all of a sudden, Evangelist Ted walks over to me, pulls me out and prophesies over my life. Like, it was a, a spectacular thing, something that only God could have known. Well, there, you know, God will communicate with people like that. Like he'll give words, he'll prophesy over people. He, he's still in that business, but that's not the only way. And it's not the primary way God wants to talk to us. Mm-hmm. Brother Hagen in his book, he talks about how this one time he's praying about something. He's asking the Lord to explain him the difference between the spirit and soul. And Jesus walks into his room. I really don't know of a greater sign than Jesus walking into your bedroom. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? Like, I mean, that's, that's pretty stinking awesome. Yeah. And Jesus is talking to him and he's like giving him all this direction. And he's like, I'll give you this answer this way, but I will never lead you like this again. I'll never lead you like this again because the primary way I lead my people is through the inward witness. Mm-hmm. And I need you to learn that and I need you to flow with that. Well, just this morning, there had been something that I'd been praying on for months. God had, you know, in prayer, there were different things that when we first started 6 a.m. and noon prayer here at the church, God would talk to me in a very specific way. And over the last six to eight months, that's shifted. And like, I, I haven't super understood why. And so I'd ask the Lord, like, you know, through pastor and through brother Tracy, like there were different words given of you know, giftings and seeing and knowing and stuff. And it just didn't seem to be happening. And I'd pray and be like, I, I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> like, thanks. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. It's, it, I, I don't seem to be having this the same way. I don't understand why. And so today I'm studying, I'm meditating on this. What am I doing is I'm allowing the word to refresh my mind. Yeah. And as I'm just dwelling on it, going back to the fundamentals. Like I've known this now for eight years. I've known this. 
And as I'm brand new today, approaching it fresh, seeking him on it, in, I heard the inner voice, and we'll talk about the inner voice tomorrow, but in the inner voice, I heard him say, you have been under-esteeming the inner witness. And I was like, hold up, <laughs> what are you talking about? And I realized that it was true. I'd been so much expecting God to talk to me in the spectacular because I'd gotten used to the spectacular. Like I, it was happening very regularly. I expected it so much that when he would talk to me through the inner witness, I underesteemed it because I'm like, well, he honestly, like in glass house in my head, it was, he can do better than that. Like he can, he can do bigger than that. I know he can. I've seen it. Like, that's awful, but that's literally what, what I thought. Like he, he wants to talk to me at a higher plane, a higher level. No, this is the highest plane of communication that God has because it doesn't require him booming and talking like, like giving you the audible voice, bear it, do this. No, through the inner witness, that's the most intimate that you can have with him. And so I sent pastor a message this morning because hearing that while it was a correction, it almost, it, it, absolutely brought me so much peace immediately. Yeah. It was, oh, he, I'm not a horrible person. Like I'm not a horrible believer or yeah. I'm not less anointed now than I was two years ago. This is a deeper level of intimacy with him. So I sent pastor a message on it. I'm like, okay, I believe I just heard this. I want you to confirm it. Cause that's also another point. Like your shepherd's anointed over you. Yeah. And he sent a message back and he reminded me and this is something he used to say a lot, that the deeper he's gone in the things with God, the quieter God's gotten. Mm -hmm. Like the Lord hasn't had to boom to him or have the spectacular because he's more and more intimate with him in that way. Yeah. This, what we're talking about today, the inner witness, mm -hmm. this is the primary way God wants to talk to you mm -hmm. because it's also the most intimate way he can talk to you. Yeah. The people who are led by the inner witness, they're people who are sensitive to the Holy Spirit yeah. and are able to flow with him. He doesn't need to do all of that to get our attention. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's like a married couple, you know, the more they interact with each other, Honestly, the less you have to say to communicate, yeah. you know, like like me and Serena, we could we could be talking or we could not be talking, and we like someone else could be talking, and we already know, know just by a look what each mm -hmm. other's thinking. Why? Because we've been we've been so intimate with each other, yeah. we've been around each other enough that that you know that we can communicate, yeah. you know, with less. Hey, you know, like yeah. like there, she already knows what I'm thinking before I say it, you know, and so. And so the more we get to communing with God, the, you know, his voice might get quieter and quieter, but that's because we know his voice more and more. Yeah. You know, we're getting more and more intimate with, with God. We're getting more and more in fellowship with him. So the yeah. more I'm in fellowship with God, the more I'm going to be able to hear his voice and know what his leading is. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be loud and booming. Like he doesn't have to ye yell at me when I'm, when I'm already in that fellowship with yeah. him. It's only if I'm being stubborn, like we've talked about before, that that he might have to start doing that. Yeah. You know, but um, 
But there are, way, there are ways to tune deeper into that inner witness. It's like a radio frequency. You know, mm -hmm. you tune into it. Like you as we're doing You can tune and like get static yeah. or you can tune and get a clear signal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you can tune in closer and, and hear him more clearly. And the way we do that is to obey him when we hear him talking. Yep. When we hear him talking and we obey him, that's going to make it clearer. You know? yeah. uh, if I'm watching a TV show and something happens that crosses my spirit, and like I, the decision I make next will affect, hear this, the decision I make next will affect whether I hear, how I hear God's voice Absolutely. in the future. So if it's I'm, searing your conscience. Yeah, yeah. So if I'm watching a TV show and, and, some, and something happens and it crosses my spirit and I know I have a check on yeah. this, you know, I can go, well, I'll just keep watching a couple more minutes and it should be fine a little bit later. Mm -hmm. what, what am I doing? I'm ignoring the check. And then, and then this is where, you know, maybe next episode will be better. Maybe yeah. next episode will be better. And then you just kind of keep going on. And eventually this is what happens. His voice gets quieter and quieter. And we get to, a, we find ourselves in a position where we'll say, and we think we're being noble. We'll say, oh, you know, that show doesn't really bother me. It doesn't really bother my spirit. Yeah. I just watch it for fun, you know? And, and we think that that's a good thing, but yeah. it's actually, no, what you're actually saying is you've disregarded the voice of the Holy Spirit enough that you don't hear him anymore. Yeah, you're getting desensitized to yeah. him. Yeah, well, and uh, it's in First Timothy, First uh, Timothy uh, one nineteen. Here, can I go there real yeah. quick? First Timothy uh, one nineteen. Put it in the comments. Um, because this is actually really important for us to, to recognize and to understand when we're talking about hearing his voice and following that inward witness. First um, Timothy 1.19 says this. Um, it says, keeping the faith, we are to be keeping the faith in good conscience, which, co what are we talking about conscience? We're talking about that inward witness, yeah. you know? Uh, and he says, which some have rejected and suffered shipwreck in regard to their faith. That's huge. So, so hear this. If I disregard that, that inward witness, what I'm doing is I'm searing my conscience mm -hmm. to be able to hear that voice of God. I'm tuning myself away yeah. from it. And then eventually, if, if I go far enough down that trail, I'll shipwreck my faith. Yeah. And I won't have faith anymore. And I'll be like, why can't I hear from God anymore? Why am I, you know, like that's what happened with Saul. Yeah. Like God gave, God spoke to Saul. God anointed Saul. God did mighty things through Saul. But then he chose no, like he, I, I guarantee you, he was anointed to, to lead. He had a check. He disregarded that check and eventually got to a point where his conscience was seared. He couldn't hear the voice of God yeah. anymore. He had to consult mediums and then he ended up killing himself because he just went insane. Like, yeah. but, but I'm telling you, that's not going to be you. That's not going to be you. When we, when you make the decision, I'm going to put to death my flesh and I'm going to, and when that, when I feel a check, I'm going to follow the check. When I've, when I feel uh, the Lord leading me to something, I'm going to follow that. That's going to bring you into a place where you're so much closer to God than yeah. ever before. And you'll be so much more blessed than ever before. Because yeah. God, God is always leading us in triumph. God is always leading us to his blessing. He's always leading us to peace, life, and life abundance. So when we choose to follow that, we'll, we'll be able to hear his voice more. Yeah. And our life will just get better because that's what... You know, the best thing you can do is what God told you to do. The worst thing you can do is not that. Yeah. Well, and so we've talked a lot about it. What is it like being led by the inward witness? Well, if you've been in any sort of Christian circle that understands these things, some a phrase that you've probably heard is, I have a check on that or I have a peace on that. Those are really the two options. Having a check on that is like a red light. Mm -hmm. It's 
it's like what Buddy was talking about, going Chick-fil-A. He had a check on it. Even though it didn't necessarily make sense to not go, it's just something crossed him. It's like, you know, your skin being graded with sandpaper. It's like, ah, that's... And that's not what it's supposed to be. It's like showering with your socks on. Yeah, it just it doesn't feel right. Yeah. And what now? Make sure that you don't hear that as be led by feelings, because mm -hmm. that's not what this yeah. is. Go back, trace the root of it. If mm -hmm. you're still learning yeah. what his voice sounds like, what that inward witness sounds like, yeah. so figure out who's to, like what's talking: your flesh, your soul, mm -hmm. or your spirit. Yeah. If it's your flesh or it's your soul, you can basically throw that away until you know that it's your spirit who is yeah. talking. If it's not your spirit man, throw it away until it becomes your spirit man. Yeah. If your spirit man isn't prompting you to do something, then don't do it. Mm -hmm. But if your spirit man's prompting you to do yeah. something, do that thing. Yeah. It's like, so often, what, like with great big life decisions, mm -hmm. I was thinking about this on the way here. When I moved to North Carolina, there was no audible word from God, Barrett moved to North Carolina. It, I knew that I was to move through the inward witness. Mm -hmm. I knew that that's when I was supposed to move. I would, I would literally be at my job daydreaming about being here. Like, without even knowing, I'd just be there. I used to work at Claire's, so I'd be hanging up earrings and putting up necklaces and just thinking of downtown Albemarle, like where Glory Beans is. And I'd be thinking of like driving up 2427, like it would just be there. And then I'd do something else and I'd imagine myself walking up and down the streets that I'd been at when I'd been here a year before. And I listened to evangelist Ted Shuttlesworth preach a message on Abraham and how Abraham had been given an instruction to go sacrifice Isaac. And yet Abraham was so sensitive to the Lord that he was willing to go do it. But when the Lord told him not to, he was sensitive enough to stop. And he didn't. He was sensitive enough to shift when the Lord told him to shift. So I'm listening to that. And as soon as I heard it in the inward witness, I knew you're supposed to go to North Carolina. That's a big decision to have without someone like speaking a word to you. But I knew by the inward witness that I was supposed to be here. Yeah. That, and that doesn't always, that's not always what our flesh wants to do. Our flesh would love to have the big booming proclamation. Now is the time to get married. Now is the time to have children. Now is the time to quit your job and go here. Mm -hmm. But God wants to lead us yeah. as intimately as he can. So, if you like if you have a great big decision coming up, I would encourage you don't be searching for the spectacular. Mm -hmm. Don't be like putting out fleeces and maybe we'll talk about that where you go and say, "God, I'll do this if you do this." That's that's putting out a fleece and expecting God to do something in return when Satan can just as easily make that thing happen because the word says that he's the god of this world. Mm -hmm. So if you say, "God, I'll move here if you make it rain today." Satan could make it rain like if he wanted to. He God, I'll move here if you give me a car. Satan could give you a car. Yeah. He doesn't want to lead you in that way. That's not faith. Yeah. But So a check is when God says no, but that peace that Buddy was talking about earlier, mm -hmm. that's 
the green light. That That's how he leads us is yeah. by his peace. If you don't have his peace on something, you don't do that thing. But as soon as you have the peace of God, even if God himself has not like boomed it to you or he's not like prophesied it over you publicly or skyscraped it, whatever. If you have the peace of God to do something and you're, you're concerned about it, check it with your pastor or those who are in a spiritual authority over you. Get that confirmation with somebody who knows what his voice sounds like, but be led by the peace of God and the peace of God alone. That's how he wants to lead you. Yeah. And pray a lot in the spirit. Yes. Pray a lot in the Holy Ghost. Because if you're like, I can't tell if this is a mental piece or a spirit piece, pray in the spirit. And the more you pray in the spirit, the more you'll get out of here and more you'll get into here. Yeah. And and the Lord will help direct you that way because you're, you're literally putting on that spirit, man, as you're praying in the spirit. So yeah. pray in the spirit a lot. I mean, even Paul said, I speak in tongues more than all of y'all. Like, all y'all. That's basically what he said. You're very that's, Southern. Yeah. Uh, um, but that's what, that's what he's saying. Like pray in the spirit at all times. That's how we can pray continually, always doing that. And that, that, that'll help us really get into that flow where we yeah. can, where we can be able to distinguish more. I'm putting yeah. to death the flesh and I'm even putting, putting my understanding aside and I'm just going to get into the spirit. And God will begin to lead you in that. Yeah. And so this has been awesome for today. We're going to be continuing this probably tomorrow. Mm. And we'll we'll pray about what specifically, but I know at some point before the week's out, we're going to talk about how to get out of your head. And I know like we did a, a, we did a prior broadcast on this, but this aspect is huge to get out of the mentality, like get out of mental thinking and mental reasoning, how to renew your soul, how to make sure that you are lined up with the Holy Spirit. We'll talk about that at some point in time throughout this week, but we're going to stay on this throughout the next few days because this is a fundamental key. If believers will understand and learn these principles of how to flow in the Holy Ghost, how to be led by the Spirit of God, we won't see a defeat in the body of Christ anymore. We'll start to see a victory flowing through the people of God. It's time for the church to learn how to be Spirit-led in all aspects of life, not just on Sunday morning. These are fundamentals to ensure that throughout the week we are being led in victory. God's spirit is for more than Sunday morning. It is. It's for you today. Today you can be led by the spirit of God and it starts through your inward witness. Amen. Amen. So if you want to make that decision, no, I'm going to, I'm going to be led by the spirit. I'm going to let my spirit lead my life. Then let's just pray together. Let's just pray this out. I'm going to see you. Okay, um, let's pray this out. Pray this with me. Just say, Dear Jesus. Dear Jesus. Today. Today. I make you the Lord of my life. I make you the Lord of my life. You call the shots. You call the shots. And I'll be obedient. I'll be obedient. I'm not going to live by the flesh. I'm not going to live by the flesh. I'm going to live by the Spirit. I'm going to live by the Spirit. My mind. My mind is not going to be in my flesh. Is not going to be in my flesh. My mind, my mind is going to be on the spirit. Is going to be on the spirit. And that will give me life. And that'll give me life. And peace. And peace. I believe. I believe that you died for me. That you died for me. And on the third day. And on the third day. You rose again. You rose again. To give me life. To give me life. To rebirth my spirit. To rebirth my spirit. And my spirit is alive. And my spirit is alive. And tuned into you. And tuned into you. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Abide in me. Abide in me. Lead me. Lead me. Guide me. Guide me. In truth. In truth. And I will obey. And I will obey. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, we thank you guys for being on with us today. 
I actually am leaving to hand it over to Abigail to do tithes and offerings if you're good. I'm good with that. Sounds good. Hope you're good, Abby. We're going to hand it over to her. She's going to wrap up. We love you. Thank you for being on with us. And we'll be back tomorrow at 1130. Well, hello, guys. That was a great word. Definitely needed. Probably should go back and listen to it again because I'm sure the second time that you and I listen to it, we're going to get a lot more out of it again because it was super awesome and definitely led of the Lord to talk about today. But each day we give this broadcast to you completely free just to sow it into your lives. But we've also been instructed by the Lord to make sure to open it up for you to sow because he has given promise after promise of those who sow will be blessed. It will be pressed down, shaken together, running over. So if you want to see overflowing finances in your life, you want to engage those promises that God gives, sowing is the way to do it. So you are welcome to sow. We have all these ways provided for you to sow. If the Lord's putting it on your heart, if he's not, we're not here to pressure you to. But if you do feel led, here's all the ways we have giveww.org. We have Venmo, PayPal. You can seriously give Bitcoin if you want to do that. That sounds pretty exciting. Um, Cash app. If you're on Facebook, you can put hashtag donate and then the amount uh, right after that. We have text to give. So if the Lord's laying that on your heart, you are absolutely welcome to. We would even encourage it. But we're just going to pray over this right now. Thank you, Lord, so much for your promises for those who sow. Thank you, Lord, that these seeds today are pressed down, shaken together, and running over quickly back into the hands of your people. In Jesus' name, thank you so much. Today has been a great day, guys. And we're going to be right back tomorrow at 1130 with some fun segments and another powerful word. Also, though, we have some very important announcements. This upcoming weekend, this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday is Holy Ghost Weekend. It's awesome. We're going to have prayer night this Friday from 6 to 12, 12 a.m. It's going to be an awesome six hours of prayer that goes by so quickly. You'd be surprised how quickly six hours goes by. I've been on some road trips that have been six hours that have felt definitely longer than this. Then we have Soul Winning Saturday. This Saturday, if you are a Christian, you are called to win souls. And a lot of us can feel scared because the devil doesn't want us to win souls. So praise God, we have a training that we're going to be doing this Saturday. And then we're going to go out. We're going to win souls together. It is going to be amazing as always. And then Holy Spirit Sunday. This upcoming Sunday, we have two services, one at 10 a.m. and one at 4 p.m. We get here at 4 p.m., so that we have plenty of time for the Holy Spirit to do whatever he wants. It starts specifically at 4 p.m., not like 6 or 7, so that if he wants the service to last however long to minister and to get to you what he wants, we have that time available, and we're not getting to bed at like 1 in the morning or something like that. I mean, if he wants us to, that's great too. But also, one more thing, not this weekend, but the next weekend is Father's Day, and we are having a special Father's Day service 
that Sunday, June the 20th. So make sure you come bring your dad. Bring your dad's dad. Bring your dad's 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 dad if he's still alive. Um, we have, we'll be giving away a grill. That came out a lot more dark than I'm in it to. I'm so sorry. <laughs> we will be giving away a grill to one lucky papa. And we also will be having a gift card for every man. We're also going to be having a photo booth to get a picture with you and your family for completely free. So make sure to come. And then obviously, a great word that Sunday morning. We want to see you there. We really do. Make plans to be here. And we will see you a lot sooner tomorrow at 1130.